Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Embrace the Musica. Thank you so much for following, for listening, for giving this podcast some time in your week. I appreciate you so much. And I just wanted to let everybody know that finally, if you are an iPhone user and you love Apple, Embrace the Musica is now available on Apple Podcasts. That's where you can leave a review. If something in these episodes has spoken to you, if you feel encouraged, let us know there. You can also rate the podcast. I would appreciate that so much. And also, I just want to say hi after a couple weeks of enjoying some time on the beach. Those of you who follow along with our adventures on Instagram, I'm sure you saw how much fun we had. It was so, so, so needed to get away, to unplug, to literally just turn off my computer, hardly be on my phone beyond taking pictures of all the fun we were having, and just not being glued to a screen. And that trip just really cemented this desire in my heart, in my life, to find more ways to unplug, to make space in my life, to slow down after what has been such a roller coaster and just sprint over the last year, trying to make all the things work in the midst of this pandemic. So there will be more to come on that, but I'm so excited to dive in and dive back in to this podcast with an amazing interview with my friend Minerva. So I hope you all enjoy today's episode. Hi, welcome to Embrace the Musica. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. Embrace the Musica was started right before COVID-19 and is meant to be a place where we can be vulnerable about our story, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts that make us who we are today as we are constantly growing. I also love hearing about other people's journeys. So on many episodes, I get to invite incredible women onto the show to encourage us all. So let's embrace the musica today. Welcome everybody to Embrace the Musica. I'm so excited to have another friend on the podcast this week. And as you've heard, if you've been listening to episodes over the last year, I'm so lucky to have such an incredible community of women here in Guadalajara. Minerva is a friend. I was trying to do the math. I think we've known each other now. I want to say four years, maybe, maybe more. I'm not sure. But we met through a community of just expat women, women living here. And Minerva is known as the person who goes to your house to do your hair. And it's amazing. And so over the last few years, she's got to come over, style my hair. And it's just such a treat because as you know, if you're listening, when you go get your haircut or your hair styled, I find that you end up talking about all sorts of things that you never imagined sometimes. And I just love um, seeing how her business has grown and how she's just pursuing her passions as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But Minerva, I always like to start out by asking you, about your story. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where did you grow up? Where is your family today? Yes, of course. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for inviting me to your podcast. And I'm from California. I was born in Orange County. And 
about when I was about five, my dad decided to move here to Guadalajara. He's from Jalisco. He was from Jalisco. And we were here in Zapopan for about three years and he ended up passing away. So my mom moved us back home to California. And of course, never in a million years did I think I would be back here in Zapopan where I once was as a child. So that's been really cool, you know, like a whole circle to come back to my roots because I am Mexican, even though, you know, I was born and raised in California. Um, but yeah, my parents met in California. My mom's originally from Tijuana and they met in California and then moved here and then moved back again. And then 20 years later, here I am again in Zapopan. <laughs> I love that. And I love how your story brought you back here. I wanted to ask you actually about your name, because I know for us in Guadalajara, we might know the story behind Minerva. And I've actually, I don't know if I've ever asked you, why did your parents choose that name or what's the story? Yes, yeah, so when my parents, I guess it was, or they decided that first child, if it was a girl, it was gonna be named after my mom, which is Minerva. And if it was a boy, it was gonna be named after my dad, Arturo. So first child is me. And so I was named after my mom, Minerva. So my grandpa gave that name to my mom, which is the Greek goddess. And a lot of people do, especially here, because it's such a popular name with the Glorieta Minerva. I think a lot of people think that it comes from maybe the Glorieta Minerva, but it doesn't, you know? It's like, which is funny because I've never met anyone here in Guadalajara named Minerva. You know, I did meet maybe somebody else in California, but a long time ago. So my husband, my husband brought me back to Mexico. He's originally from Mexico City. Um, but we met in California and when we met, he told me, I'm moving to Mexico at the end of the year or like a few months, I'll be moving to Mexico. And I thought, okay, that's, you know, nice to meet you. I thought he was so hot, I thought he was so cute. And so like, you know, of course, I, we both didn't even think like, you know, we end up being married. But um, yeah, that's what brought me back to Mexico. It was, it was him, we met in California originally and, um, then he ended up not moving so then we started like hanging out and then started going out and then you know we started a relationship and then he had to move he's like okay I'm, I'm moving you know so we broke up and then a week later we got back together and we th said we agreed okay let's do the long distance relationship let's let's try it out let's see how it works and yeah, so he moved, I stayed in California, and then I came to visit him. And then we, I came to visit him in Mexico City and we decided to get married. And then I was still coming back and forth and everyone, I think like my friends, my family, they thought I was crazy. Like, how are you gonna go to Mexico and get married? And what do you mean you're gonna get married? And surprisingly, my mom was very supportive, which was, I just didn't think she was gonna be like, oh yeah, like cool, you're gonna get married and go to Mexico. And in the beginning, I was coming back and forth and then I realized, okay, we're married. I can't be living in California and my husband's in Mexico and you know, it. it didn't really quite fit so I decided to move and by then when I decided to move he was already in Guadalajara here because he liked Guadalajara better than Mexico City 
which is like weird because I feel like people that are from Mexico City, it's all about Mexico City. <laughs> so, um, but Guadalajara, I mean, it's such a beautiful place. There's everything here. So I moved here, you know, not, it wasn't because like, oh, my family is here. It was because my husband was here. So that's why I moved here. And, and I thought I'll be, I'll be back in a year. You know, that was like <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm going to move and I'll be back like in a year. But, you know, nine years or like eight years later, here I am. I was going to ask you, I wasn't sure how long it's been. Yeah, it's been a while. I think it's, I go back and forth, but for sure I've been here steady for about eight years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Minerva, for quite some time now, you've been doing hair in Guadalajara. You're super well known among the expat community specifically here in Guadalajara. But based on what you just told us, how you were also doing hair in California and then traveling back and forth, can you tell us a little bit about how you started your business here in Guadalajara? Yes, of course. And thank you for that. I, I know I, I do get recommended and lots. So I'm always grateful and thankful for that. But how I started is um, I was, I had been here for about a year and um, I lived in Tlajomulco. So I was kind of far away from the cosmopolitan city and I didn't have a car. So I was kind of stuck there at home and I just, I couldn't just be there anymore. You know, I had to pursue my passion. I had to do hair. So I told my husband, I'm going to look for a salon job and I don't care where it is or I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I need to, I need to do something for myself. And I, my cousin had told me about a salon, but it was in Sapopan. So it was like far away from where I was and it was beautiful. And I thought, this is great. I can be here, but it was an hour and a half commute and I had no car. So I had to get on the taxi. I had to get on the train and I had to get on the bus and I still had to walk 10 minutes to get to this salon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. And Never in my life had I taken public transportation, especially here in Mexico. But to me, it didn't matter, right? Like, I just wanted to get there and I just wanted to do hair. So I was beyond happy that I finally found a salon. And my dear cousin, George, he guided me through one day. He's like, I'm going to meet you at your house and I'm going to guide you. How are you going to get to the salon the whole way through one day? And then from there, you're on your own. And so thankful for him. Every time I'd be like, how do I get here? Where do I go? And he would just tell me, get on this bus and ask the driver to stop there. And then that's when you're going to get off. But anyway, so I did it. I, an hour and a half commute there and an hour and a half commute back. And I started working at the salon and I met um, Victoria I met this beautiful woman and I don't know how we just kind of started talking to each other and she actually thought I was there to get my hair done like she didn't know I worked there so we started like chit-chatting and then and then she said oh I think I told her like oh I, I work here and she's like oh my gosh can you cut my hair and we we're speaking English and um and I said, yes, of course. So I cut her hair and she was beyond happy because she says she could not find anybody 
to give her the cut that she wanted here Aww. in Guadalajara. <laughs> so from that, then she said, you know, I'm going to have a play date and I'm going to invite some girlfriends over and I want you to come and you can provide your services, you know, for our play date. And I thought, what an amazing idea. So she even like picked me up, took me to her beautiful house. I set up salon and I just did like blowouts, haircuts, manicures, things that I could do fast. And from there, that's how it started really. Like I was able, I was introduced to the expat community through her. So she told me, hey, like I, there's this group, WH. W, I, you know, you should be in this group. And that's how I joined. And it was through that play date that I was able to provide my services to these amazing women. And then from there, it was just word of mouth, like, and it's still, I still get recommended. Mm -hmm. And it really does fill my heart. I'm like beyond happy every time I see my name come up or I'm like, Hey, this, I got your number from this person. And yeah, that's basically how I started. And it was, you know, word, word of mouth. That's amazing. I had no idea. That's how it yeah. all started. So yeah. I'm curious for that very first play date, did you have all of the products or supplies that you needed to make it happen? I, so I just, I was just only doing like haircuts and pedicure. So I did, I had all of that with me, um, but it was just haircuts, manicures and blowouts. So I didn't need like hair color or anything because it was, you know, I, it was a play date. So I, couldn't take, you know, I wasn't there for 10 hours. I was only there for a few hours, but that's how I started. And then I think I started doing her hair color and little by little, like my name just started going around and people started loving what I did. And yeah. And I just grew from there. I mean, till this day, I, I still get, you know, referrals. So that's just been really, I just feel really blessed when people well, recommend me. And, and that just speaks to your skills and talent as well, because obviously <laughs> we're recommending you because we love the work. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Service. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about how your business works now, because you do have a very unique business model of a hair salon, a traveling hair salon, if you will. So tell us a little bit how that works right now. Yeah, well, I mean, with COVID, it's kind of been great because people want me now to go to their house so they feel a little bit more safe. But even before that, you know, as you, Dominique, you know, you're a busy mom and you're working and trying to fit in everything to your schedule. I mean, sometimes you can't even think of like, now I have to fit in, you know, a hair appointment. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so the fact that I come to you with all my gear, I set up everything. I think it, it really does help, especially with the expat community. When you're not from here, or maybe you don't know the city, or you don't drive, so you don't know how to get to certain places, or even the language, right? Like a language barrier. How do I explain to the stylist what I want if I can't even speak Spanish? So totally. to me, that's yeah, that's been really great. So I basically bring everything, and I use high quality products. I bring some of my products from the states, and whatever I can find here that's good, I use it through here. But I bring everything I bring towels 
files, I bring extension cord, <laughs> I bring everything to your house. I'm working on getting like a chair or something that can really be like salon on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, but for anybody listening who d- hasn't met Minerva, hasn't had her do your hair yet, I love it because she shows up like with a suitcase, with a like yeah. a tote, <laughs> like you have yeah, everything. Yeah, I got everything. <laughs> and yes. you're so right that during COVID, it's been great. I mean, you came over, was it a month ago maybe? And we sat mm-hmm. out on the patio. On the patio, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's just yeah, so I- perfect. Yeah, that's what I've been doing now. You know, obviously wear my mask. I make sure I disinfect everything. And um, outside, yeah, usually that's what I do. We go outside in the patio where it's open and it's ventilating. (laughs) Try to be as safe as possible. Yeah, no, it's been great. So what are some of the pros and cons of going to people's houses to do hair? Hmm. Um, I mean, the pros, I'd say it's, being welcome to your home, right? Because I get, it becomes a little bit more personal, I feel like, because I'm coming into your home and maybe I meet your kids or your spouse or your dog, you know, I get to kind of see a little bit of like my my client's lifestyles. And I think I'm able to connect maybe in a different level because I'm in your home, right? So I think that's the good thing about it. And the fact that I don't have to be at a salon from like Monday through Sunday or like nine to five, you know, it gives me more flexibility to play with my schedule. And I'd say the cons is having to go from house to house, right? Like I can't just fit in one day, a lot of clients because I still have to clean up, pack my bags and then go to you know, travel, especially here in Guadalajara, there's so much traffic, you know, so it's like another 20 minutes to get to another house. So I think that's the con having, you know, the time that it takes from to take from one place to the next and, um, you know, getting all my stuff and not having like maybe the sink or the chair, but I've made it work. And I think, um, you know, you kind of have to work with what you have. And to me, I, I, I've gotten used to it now. So to me, it's it's great. And people love it. Even sometimes when I go to California, it's like, okay, oh, just come to my house. <laughs> you yeah. know, so. No, it's definitely, yeah. it feels like a luxury service for sure. Right, yes. <laughs> to have yeah. someone coming into our home. <laughs> right. But I, I can mm-hmm. only imagine that from your perspective or your end of things, it's a lot more complicated than it is for us, the customer, just having you right. walk in, right? Right, exactly. Like I just walk in and, you know, it's like I had to pack my bags. But I mean, because I have, you know, it was right before COVID, I was looking at salons and I was kind of ready to to go for it and have a space. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because then I would have had like a contract or, you know, everything closed down during COVID. So now for now, I think I'll keep doing this. Maybe in the future, I may open a salon or something or a studio, but for now, I think I'm gonna stick to at home services, but it also gives me the flexibility to be able to go back to California whenever I want to just kind of pick up and go and not have to like, oh, I have rent or I have, to be here because I have a salon. And for me, it's been really important to be close to my family. So the fact that I can go every few months to California and see my mom, see my brothers, like that, that's a lot for me too. No, definitely. Gives me that flexibility. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's what I was thinking. It does give you a lot of flexibility, even if the days I'm sure when you have two or more clients, it's probably a little bit more structured trying to like fit everybody in and everything. Um, yeah but 
one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because I saw you posted something recently, I think it was on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I had one of those like aha moments when I was like, oh, nobody's ever told me that about my hair. Okay. (laughs) I think it was when you said you should always brush your hair before you get in the shower or something. Uh And I was like, oh, that's Uh funny. I never knew that. So what are some of these things that you wish your clients knew about hair or about the hairstyle process or your work? I, I mean, I feel like for the most part, a lot of my clients understand that it's not, you know, like it takes more than an hour for me to transform your hair, but that it really does take time and it takes time and skill, right? Like I've been doing this for 10 years. So to me, like I know what I need to do. And I think sometimes people think like, oh, it's just highlights. Like, oh, how long can some highlights take, you know, like half an hour. And then, you know, it's like, they want to be done like in an hour, two hours. And it's like, no, it really does take time to, you know, foil it in. It's like weaving the hair in and out and grabbing specific parts of the hair. I'm not just there weaving, you know, it's like go along every, every section is different, but I think for the most part, people do understand that. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I think especially now with social media and celebrities and you want, you know, it's like, I want this hair, but it's like, yeah, she probably gets her hair done like every two weeks, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> and sometimes people don't understand that. It's like, oh, it's a celebrity. She probably just had a blowout, you know, or it got that picture was probably filtered, you know, or the shade is so different. I can take a picture inside and I can take a picture outside and it's completely two different colors, you know? And For some, sure. sometimes yeah. I think that's, what's hard to explain. It's like, you know, you show me a picture and it's like that, that picture, I, if I could take it now and it can look totally different inside, right? As it, it looks diff- differently outside. So I think sometimes that may be the issue. Like, try, like, I always ask for inspirational pictures, like something that I can, you know, work from, not necessarily like that's exactly what you're going to get, you know? And I think for the most part, my clients do understand that. So I don't think I have too much of a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once in a while there's somebody, but if I'm thorough and I can explain like, you know, their hair and the picture's hair and the difference. And I always, you know, my goal is to give you the hair that's going to work for you and your lifestyle and your hair texture, you know, because you see a beautiful picture, but that doesn't mean that you're probably going to be styling your hair like that every day. Right. Because totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, wish, we wish we were right, styling yes. our hair like that every day, but life <laughs> yes. happens. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, something else I admire about you or love about you is also your dedication to healthy habits You've chatted with me a little bit about your morning routine. Can you share that with the listeners? Because I think it would benefit a lot of us. Yes, yes, of course. So I've been doing this daily routine for the last 10 years, I want to say. And I really do feel like it does help me. And what I do in the morning, I make a tea, a turmeric tea, so I do warm water with a teaspoon of turmeric powder, 
a teaspoon of black pepper. I know it sounds so weird. And I sprinkle <laughs> a little bit of, <laughs> I sprinkle a little bit of Himalayan salt for flavor. And then I just do warm water. And sometimes I do like a little bit of warm water and cool water just to get the right temperature. And I sip it. But it's like, don't be intimidated by all these things. I, I started, you know, 10 years ago, I, that wasn't my drink, but I started with um, just the lime, like the juice of a lime with a little bit of water. And I was just chug it, but turmeric has so many benefits and turmeric it's, it's hard for our body to absorb turmeric. So that's why I add the pepper. I mean, you can even Google this. So pepper makes it easier for the body to absorb the turmeric. That way you're getting all the benefits. And I sprinkle some Himalayan salt um, for flavor, but it also is works as like electrolytes and to kind of get your body going. That's my like I don't ever miss a day even when I'm traveling I take my limon I take my turmeric and I do it in the room like whenever I'm traveling it's it's a must for me to have I that, love that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I think that's about it and then just coffee but I definitely in the last 10 years I've adapted a healthier lifestyle and I think I'm still trying to you know be healthier and healthier as time goes on but just um either adding healthier habits or kind of putting away um, like right now I've been really good about cheese and um, bread maybe not consuming it every day or once or twice a week and that's about it yeah no and I love that you're always so mindful about like what you're eating or like all these habits because that's what it comes down to I think and it's hard. It's hard cutting out it some is, of these things that we is. love. It is hard. And to me, it's about balance, right? Like it's, it's a way of living. It's a lifestyle. It's not like this diet that I'm going to just, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that because that's not realistic, you know? So to me it has really been about if I'm going to eat that piece of bread, like it better be some good homemade bread, <laughs> you know, like sure, I'm not yeah. just, you know, that's what I'm going to eat, you know, and taking my time and, you know, I've always I do a little prayer before I eat and make sure it, you know, even if I'm eating nachos, like, you know, that it, it serves me well into yeah. my body, you know? So I think that really helps. Like you said, being mindful and not just like, eating on the go and, you know, eating whatever you have. So I try not to have any of that stuff, like any chips or any, anything that's not healthy around the house, which makes it easier for me not to consume it. You know, when I'm, when I got the munchies or when I want like a snack and it's not there, so I'll go for the banana, you know, yeah, no, <laughs> so I don't smart. have it. <laughs> I love that. Um, something else I wanted to ask you is I know that you and your husband have purchased a home here in Guadalajara. And I know a lot of people and maybe even the listeners uh, dream of doing that as well, but it's not the easiest process here in Mexico. Do you have any advice for somebody who might be interested in doing that? Uh, yeah, you know, it did take a long time, but it was most because we didn't know where we wanted to buy a house. And obviously like our house is small. We didn't have a big, you know, we had a budget. And the only thing that I could say that we wish, I think now that we would have gotten something a little bit bigger. I think we went more on the safer side to be like, okay, like 
this we can pay like this is going to be easy for us to pay off like but now I think we could have pushed a little bit more to get maybe something a little bit bigger and we still would have been okay so I think that's the only thing that I can think of that I I wish would have you know gone to our max and then because we still would have been okay and I think we kind of settled for for less so that we wouldn't be like stress about making the house payment but now we're we go back and we're like oh we could have pushed it a little bit more to our max and we still would have been fine but I mean it's hard to know though yes it really is yes and in the beginning I thought like god where are we gonna buy a house because everything's so expensive or what can we afford but we were able to find something not too far and um for now we love it and I think in the future we would want to buy maybe something bigger but you know that's that will come only time will tell no but for that's sure goal and for now. yeah no I think that's great advice and the other thing in wherever you live, whatever country you're in, like the market always changes. And that's something that I think has changed so quickly here. Yes. That it's hard to predict like when the right time is. And I know a lot of people might be waiting right now, but want to, and it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And I think that like, you know, you really can't wait too long because things just keep going up, right? Like, so we kind of saw it more as an investment. Like maybe we won't be here forever. Maybe we will. But for us, it was like, let's invest now. And because now like it has gone up, like every month, it just the value of the house keeps going up. So we're already gaining from it. You know, we've only been here for two years. So, so that's been really great, especially while it had Mm -hmm. such, I mean, I've, you know, in the last, yeah, since I've been here, I've seen the city just grow and grow and grow and grow. So. I know you can, yeah, like tangibly and physically see it and even feel it when you're in the traffic (laughs) and all of that. Um, Now I want to kind of just wrapping this up a little bit, like where do you see yourself in the next few years? Do you envision yourself doing hair long-term? Do you think you'll be here? Like what kind of dreams do you have? I think that we will be here. Um, You know, I, I have so many dreams. I want to do it all, but I think I see myself with a family, you know, sooner than later, having kids. That's definitely on our list. And I think the next few years, I still see myself doing hair because I love what I do. But I think eventually, you know, maybe 10 years from now, I'd like to step away from being behind the chair, but still being in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and you've told me a little bit about that before, and I love that vision and that dream. Yes, yes, I think, yeah, and I, you know, so it, it just really does fill me up, like, being able to do what I do, like, every day is just, it really brings me so much joy, and I'm always so grateful and thankful that I get to do what I love, because, you know, so many people, I mean, so many of us get to do this, but so many of us don't, you know? So I think it's so important to really follow your dream, follow your passion. Even if you think it's like impossible, like just take the first step because you really don't know where that next step is going to take you or who you're going to meet. You know, when I went to the salon and it was an hour and a half, like I could have easily been like, gosh, like an hour and a half, like no way, you know, I'm not going to do that. But 
because I did do it, I met this woman, right, that introduced me to this group. And then from there, it just kind of kept going. So I think it is so important to to just, you know, follow your passion, even if mm -hmm. you don't see the results right away, you know, like in For the sure. beginning, you know, I had like one client a day, you know, or around a day, like a week or something like that. And I was so happy that I had one client, two clients in that week, you know, but now like I have so many clients in a week, you know, but you have to start somewhere, you know, and, and it takes time. And I think nowadays, or maybe with like younger people's, they want to get there so fast, you know, it's like, I want to, do this and just in one day or in one year and it's like it really does take time to get there and it's about enjoying every step of the way you know not rushing to get to the next moment but really enjoying this moment right now you know and and taking that. in yeah yeah no that i think that's such a great way to wrap up this episode and such sage advice like you have to put yourself out there you have to enjoy every step and it's not always fast and i think in this culture of social media and just seeing right. so many things online, like we're seeing everybody's highlight reels, but we're not necessarily mm -hmm. seeing what's happening behind the scenes. Right. right. And there's a lot of work that goes into this. It's so a, a lot of work. Yes. One last mm -hmm. question, Minerva, if a listener wanted to find you or reach out to you, would Instagram be the best way to do that? Or what do you recommend? Yes, Instagram, you can DM me on I am at Minerva.styles or on Facebook as Minerva Strada, but I think it'll be easier just to do Minerva.styles on mm -hmm. Instagram and you can check out my work there. I do post a lot of um, hair pictures and on my stories, I kind of put my day-to-day, -day, um, you know, of me going into people's homes and you kind of can see, get an idea of how my setup is and how, you know, I, I, I work from from your home but yeah i think um, instagram is the best place to perfect. to message me mm -hmm. perfect i will definitely link that in the show notes and i can guarantee anybody who follows minerva is definitely going to want to book her for a haircut um, as soon as they can so thank you so much minerva it was so great having you oh, on thank the episode you. today Thanks all for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoy hearing other people's stories as much as I do. And if you are living abroad or you're maybe thinking about living abroad or you just want to dream of warm, sunny places, I would love for you to be on our mailing list. I actually just started a new mailing list for those who follow the blog, who follow the podcast. But all you need to do is go to dominicdines.com slash the dash scoop and you can get the scoop on all things about life in Mexico whether it's our favorite hidden beaches that we discovered over the last week on our break whether it's our best go-to instant pot meals because life is busy and I need some good recipes or even if it's just some parenting tips or things we're learning I love sharing our journey with you. So please make sure you check the link below in the show notes and get yourself on The Scoop.